listeners, I know I don't normally add in a highlight reel, but I thought for this podcast it would work because there were clips in the podcast that were really interesting. I learned a lot about my father and technology based on these clips, but they didn't really fit my narrative I was writing. With this podcast, I wanted to add them in at the end that just add a little more color and enthusiasm to the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. I'm your host, Walker Brooks, and today we have an amazing guest. We have your 2022 Pac-12 champion in the pole vault, Jacob Angler. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is really cool. All right, so you are the first pole vault champion for the Cougars since 2018. How did that feel? How was that moment when you won? What was it like? Oh, man, it was actually pretty, like, surreal. It was kind of, like, weird. I'm friends with all the guys I, I jump with, like, with at the other school. The reason I have a mustache right now is because Tate, who got second, or tied for second at UCLA, messaged me and was like, hey, you want to do matching mustaches for packs? And I was like, of course, man, you know? And so I was watching Max from Stanford jump at the time, and he had one more attempt, and when I, he missed it, he knocked the bar off, and I kind of, like, looked at my teammate Emily, and I was like, did I just, did I just win pack? Is that literally what just happened? And she, like, grabbed me and was like, yes, you did. And I kind of, like, picked her up, and I spun her around, and I was like, it didn't really feel real for me, you know, because, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's pack. I, it's, it's a, it's crazy, you know, it's a conference championship, and so I was, I was, I got pretty emotional, too, like, I, I teared up a little bit, because I was like, this is huge. Uh, I was, I was a walk-on, uh, my freshman year, I actually almost got cut my freshman year. Being able to be like proving to, I guess everybody that I could do it was uh was pretty it was heartwarming. You know, it was it was something cool. That is, I, I no idea your walk on. That's cool. Once again, congrats. Watch the pull, but I was watching. I think same time the hammer throw. I was watching the hammer throw. Have some friends there. That's I like that event. Um, but could you walk me through? Because I read the recap and I was kind of confused how the event works. So could you walk me through it? So you just watch them. So you watch the the other jumper miss. So that just feels kind of anticlimactic at the same time too. Yeah, yeah. So the way pole vault works is the the bar will be set to a certain a predetermined height, right? And then everybody in the competition will get three attempts at that bar. Mm-hmm. Make it on their first attempt. That's cool. They sit down. They wait till everybody else goes, and the bar goes up. And so at the the five eleven bar, so five meters, 11 centimeters, which is, that's like 16 feet, 10 inches, 16 feet, 11 inches, something like that around there. I had made that bar my first attempt. And so I had ran back under the tent, wrapped the coat around me, like our, our rain jacket and was watching the rest of the guys jump at the bar. It was raining. What, what impact, how, how much harder is it to jump in the rain? Like what is the biggest factor that changes when it rains? The biggest factor absolutely is the pole getting wet. At, at PAX, we had guys like in warm-ups slipping off poles. They jump, they take the jump up, and the pole just shoot right through their hands. They're, which is honestly kind of scary because if depending on where you are, you have to load the pole. It'll snap back and go flying. It'll send people flipping. Actually, Tyler Burns from Cal, who got fourth or maybe got third. Yeah, I think he got third, actually. He slipped off his pole and basically somersaulted into the pit mid-competition, right? And so rain is is like a, a pole through his like, nightmare because... If you the pole, the tape gets wet, you have to go take the pole out of the rain, take off all that wet tape, retake the pole, rub chalk on it, put chalk back on your hands, try to just keep everything as dry as possible so that you can kind of mitigate that that risk of the pole blowing up in your face. Wow, okay, no idea. So I know there's, I'm, I'm pretty new to falling track and field. I got into it recently. I know there's different types of poles. What, what, could you walk me through the differences and what kind of pole you use? Yeah, yeah. There's one different brands of poles, but that's like, that's almost like complex. Like the vast majority of all college and high school vaulters jump on this, they're called spirit poles. 
they're a mixture of carbon fiber glass and fiber fiberglass sorry and so then you have kind of like these different lengths of poles so in college like most guys will jump on 16 foot poles some guys jump on five meter poles which is 16 feet four inches around there and then with each pole length you can have slightly stiffer poles and the stiffer the pole the more pop you're going to get if you can if you can move it otherwise you know if you don't move it, it's going to kick you right back out put you put you back on the runway and so the pole series i jump on is a mix between some stiff some really heavy not really heavy <laughs> some stiff 490 poles so 16 foot poles and then recently i've been making the transition to go to five meter poles so 16 feet four inch poles and so that's that's like the vast majority of most of the guys at PAX are jumping on 16 footers. I think, I think Max was jumping on some five meter poles, but. Okay. So let's, uh, let's take a break from the, uh, sport stuff. I want to talk about, uh, what you're studying. So you're studying psychology. What got you interested in psychology? My senior year of high school, I got the yips. You know what, you know what the yips are? Oh, like yeah, yeah. mental block, you know, yeah. like where you can't, you can't throw baseball. Right. Well, I've been jumping, I've been vaulting since seventh grade. And then one day during senior year, I came to practice and I couldn't jump. I couldn't vault. It just like, it wasn't there. I got really scared. I was scared to vault. It didn't make sense to me in my head. And I, I, so I went from jumping 15 feet, four inches, my junior year of high school, going on a couple of unofficial visits, visits in the summer, then going into my senior year during the fall, going on my officials with like the plan of jumping 16 plus feet, you know, my high school coach was in my ear saying that Jake is going to break the state record. It'd be great. And then I got the yips. I, I couldn't jump. You know, I, everything went downhill. I didn't have, I was able to come back slightly for my senior season and jump 15 feet again, but you know, 15 feet isn't a mark that gets you division one scholarships. And so I had, I started seeing a sports psychologist trying to figure out like, Whoa, like what's going on with my head. I've been doing the sport for, what I was pushing six years at that point, you know, and like, why does it just snap all of a sudden, right? And so that's why I kind of got interested in psych psychology, why I want to study it, because I'm interested in why things go wrong, especially when it, it kind of pertained to me. And then on top of psychology, I'm also a bio and a chem minor and pre-med. So yeah, it's a heavy STEM kind of load. <laughs> all right. Are you okay? Can, are you, I mean, I, I know some STEM people. I don't know why you guys do this to yourselves, man. <laughs> if uh, if you ask my coaches, they don't think I'm okay. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, I, I'm a common Spanish major, so like it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. How do you break past the yips? What what helped for you? Just suddenly it clicked one day back again, or you know, it, it did suddenly click one day. Like it's just, it was weird. So I kind of I built back. I kind of came back my senior year, jumped 15 feet again, was able to like go back to a longer approach, start getting on normal poles again. Then I came to, to Wazoo my freshman year. I was going through fall training. Fall training went fine. At the time, my coach, Brad Walker, who was the former American national record holder in the pole vault, had, I got an official with him and we had talked. And he was said, even after me getting the yips, he, was, he still wanted me to come and try out. Fall training went great. And then we, when we moved out of fall training, which is just basically hell week, <laughs> you know, except it's six weeks long. All we do is just, it's just sprinting, just conditioning, trying to get ready for the season. When we went to vaulting, all the old issues came back from my senior year. I couldn't jump. I couldn't move back from like a short approach. And I was just like really scared. And it got to the point where we were having an inner squad meet in November. I was miles away from the rest of the vaulters. I wasn't there yet. And coach finally like walked up to me and was like, Jake, like, you know, if you don't jump the inner squad, 
there's there's not much I can do for you. You know, I can't keep advocating you to our head coach if you're not going to produce results. Division one athletics is a business. You got to get produce if you're here. At that point, I had been seeing a sports psychologist since what? January, February, March. Since March of my senior year. And then when I came to Washington State, we have a sports psychologist on staff. And I started seeing her. And honestly, I was just praying a lot, you know, praying a lot to the big guy upstairs. And after after Brad said that to me, I was like, I, I don't even want to go through the embarrassment of not able to jump in front of everybody, right? Like at, at inner squad, you know, the inner squad meet, everybody's going to be looking at me and be like, oh, he failed here, right? And so the day before inner squad, we were supposed to do a little tune up, a little final prep thing. I, I was walking up to, to the bubble or, you know, training facility and I was like, I'm just going to tell coach I quit. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to go through the embarrassment of all this stuff. And I said one last little prayer to the big guy, just like asking like, hey, if you want me here, just please you know, help me out. But if you don't, I'm still, I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to be really sad because pole vault's my life, but uh, okay. And then I, I got to practice and before I could even talk to coach, um, he kind of started getting us rolling. And so I didn't find a time to talk to him before practice. And so once, and things were started rolling, I just couldn't, I couldn't go talk to him. And then I just got too deep into practice and I thought, hey, let's just give him one more chance, you know, let's see what happens. And then I started jumping. It might have just been the combination of this is like a do or die. I think it was also a huge thing. It was a God thing because I know I had been jumping for five months. And so I don't know how you explain how you go from not able to jump for five months to something you can do it. I think it's it, it's a God thing. And I think it's I was put in a position where it was do or die. And I just chose to do, you know. That is absolutely incredible. Wow. That is. Life works in mysterious ways sometimes. That's incredible. Yeah. That is. man. <laughs> Good on you. That's impressive. So you said you were pre-med. What field of medicine are you hoping to get into? I'm interested in either orthopedics or ophthalmology. So either eyes or, you know, like orthopedic surgery is so cool to me. Also, I, I got hip surgery in July of last year. My guy was an orthopedic hip doc. And so I got to talk to him a lot about his job and what he does. And I just thought it's really cool. You know, as an athlete, we kind of go through like a whole bunch of injuries over our, our career. And you know, mine, one of my injuries was big enough that I needed surgery. And so I think, I think it'd be cool to help a person like me further along. Cause when I was an athlete, I kind of know what they're going through and just think it's cool that I like to help people to work on people. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. You seem to have your head on straight. I think it's good. Yeah. I think you could do it. <laughs> have you uh, considered at all, correct me if I'm wrong, but the diamond league, do they, don't they have pole vaulting? Have you considered potentially doing that after school or is that, is it just strictly medicine? I've thought about you know, jumping after school. Pole vault's weird where it's kind of hard to just kind of casually do it once you, when you're done, you know, you need a lot of resources. And I, I think, I don't think I could like really leave the sport. I don't know if I'll keep vaulting after, after school. Cause by the time I graduate, I've taken a fifth year. So I've been doing this for 11 years, which is what well, I'm 22. So that's half, it'll be half my life. And so that's, uh, yeah, I, I think I might take, definitely take a break after after my college career i'll uh, i'll definitely be studying trying to get into med school maybe maybe down the road i'll coach maybe to do like the master stuff when you're like around 40 or 50 and i i pick the pull back up again but i think while i love the sport i'm uh, i think i'll i'll be ready for a change of focus you know after 11 years i think that's a, actually a very reasonable uh, path because you see a lot of athletes just going until they burn out i think you're i'm not speaking for you but like you're not going to Sometimes you regret going the sport, doing the sport for so long. It seems like you're kind of taking a break at the right time. It's, it seems like to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, a lot of the guys on the team and even like my friends uh, at other schools were always talking. College athletics is a lot of fun. 
Like, don't ever get me wrong. Like, I love being yeah. in college. Super fun. But it's a different kind of fun where it's a little bit more, like, stressful. There's a lot more pressure versus high school. And you're just out there just, like, you know, kicking it with your buddies. And so I think I, I do see a lot of graduating seniors who are, you know, they're kind of done. Or even, like, they're starting their senior year or halfway through and they're just, they're just kind of out of love with the sport, disillusioned. And so I, I don't want that to ever be me. And I, I hope I never get that, that position. But I think a burnout in college athletics is a huge issue that you need to, you need to like be aware of like yourself and make sure you're still, what you're doing is out of love for the sport and nothing else, you know? Yeah, I feel you 100%. I heard you were working on, I don't know if you're still working on it. I, I watched the academic, you won student uh, scholar athlete of the week uh, last year in February of 2021, I believe. And they mentioned you were working on something called the Ironman Project. Are you still working on that? If not, what was it and what did you do with it? So the Ironman Project is done. It, it, we finished it. The, the, I was part of the project. And our project leaders finished it beginning of this year. So first semester. And basically, we were, we were compiling huge amounts of data from the, 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 triath- the Ironman Triathlon that's held in Hawaii all the way back from like the 1980s, 1970s. Fun fact, like Gatorade actually wanted our data once we were done with it. It's, it was really cool. Wow, that's impressive. That's cool. Yeah. So like basically we had a whole bunch of doctor's note cards and post notes about athletes who went and visited the, the med- medical tent during a triathlon. And we were tracking how, as the years progressed, how technology in terms of electrolytes and nutrients and the way athletes fuel their bodies helped mitigate their you know, their arrival to the med tent and how steps in the sport have progressed to allow athletes to perform better during hard things like the triathlon, right? And so it was a lot of like data crunching, just Excel sheet after Excel sheet of just inputting these numbers and trying to like see how how things change. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Stephanie Cho, actually, who was a really good 400 meter hurdler, was the, the project leader of it for the exercise physiology and performance lab uh, with Dr. Connolly as the head person of the, the EPPL, the, the lab. And so it was really cool to work with, well, work under Steph, because she's my friend, a great person, great human being, really smart. She's pre-med, well, she's med as well. And so it was really cool to work for her on this really exciting project. Wow. And the track team, you guys seem to have a lot of uh, STEM folks. I mean, I, I did a story on a, a thrower, uh, Sasha Korolenko. She's getting her PhD. You guys are just uh, all in yeah. STEM. And you see the other sports, it's calm, sports. <laughs> you guys are impressive, man. Oh, uh, thanks. Sasha's really cool. She's a great person, too. She's one of my good friends. I go to her actually a lot for help on bio if I'm ever having issues. She's, no, she's great. She has yeah. the cutest cat. Have you met Leo? Yeah. Big old monsters. <laughs> he's huge. He's he's adorable. He's so cool. Yeah. So fluffy. He's also like one of the coolest. Like I feel like most cats are like kind of like I'm a dog person, right? And so I feel like most cats are like really like standoffish. But like that cat, like he's dope, man. Like he'll he'll be like you'll you'll hold him and he's fine with it. Like it's cool. Yeah, he was the nicest dude. I've only met him once, but he was a great dude. <laughs> great dude okay so I, I saw you posted a video on your instagram it was uh, you climbing i believe it's called bloody katana is that correct outside of pullman <laughs> yeah yeah bloody so katana. i have a family friend who free climbs that's free climbing correct yeah like we were uh we, we were leading free climb is very similar to what we do yeah leading okay do you have any what's your best piece of advice you could give someone who wants to climb for the first time Ooh, i'd say either just go to your nearest like gym Go to your nearest gym and just like talk to people, like make friends. Because the climbing community is it's it's also like pole vault. It's a pretty niche sport, and so in that sense, the community is pretty tight knit. Like we all kind of know each other. We're all good friends. And if if a person just comes to like the gym and is asking questions or wants to learn, 
there is no doubt that every person there will be would love to help them out or even give them their number and just, hey if you want to join like our climate group just here here's our number just text us either that or find someone you know who is an experienced climber and just ask to ask to like have them be their mentor you know like that's that's the biggest thing like that's how I got into it I I as a pole vaulter I was kind of kind of drawn to that kind of sport you know because pole vault's weird climbing's a little weird too and so I just started going to the gym at the rec and then I that's where I met my my future like really like probably one of my closest friends I've made up here and my climbing partner at the rec and we turned out to be in the same dorm we just started talking and yeah so literally just go talk to people make friends and that's that's how you get into the sport and it's it's a pretty it's a pretty easy sport to get into like really for boulder all you need is a pair of shoes and some chalk and you can just go you know it's 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 really fun have you had any uh, close calls or scares? I've taken like, a, we call them whips, pretty big falls. If you're leading free climbing, if you're leading a route and you, like you click in protection, you, then you climb above the protection. If you fall, you have to fall past that point and you keep going until it's caught. So, I mean, I've had some big falls, like nothing major. I, we try to be, my buddy and I, we all try to be aware of what we're doing since what we do is kind of dangerous. <laughs> and so I think, I think we do a good job of, making sure we've never had like too many close calls. <laughs> I meant to ask you this way up in advance. I usually start off with this question, but I space. Give us a 30 second elevator pitch about yourself. I know we're deep in this, but. Hey, my name's Jake Engler. I'm a pole vaulter at Washington State University. I study psychology, but I, my goal, my, my main goal in life is to go to medical school. I love reading. I love rock climbing. I love the outdoors. Oh, elevator pitch. Honestly, I think that sums it up. Like I, I'm a pretty low-key guy. I just like to read. I like to be outside. I like Paul Walton. <laughs> what is your comfort book? Ooh, all-time favorite is probably going to be the Harry Potter series. That's yep. me too. Oh my God, yes. Yep. Harry Potter is just, it's, I read it when I was younger and it's, it's I've reread them, I think, twice, three times maybe. Just they're solid books. Love The Hobbit. Hobbit's also a really good book. I have not read that. I've been meaning to. Really? Yeah, no, I know. No? Don't tell my friends, but, or even like, if you get like talks like serious Lord of the Rings fans, they'll get mad. But I personally like The Hobbit a lot more than I like Lord of the Rings. I really do. Both in movies and books. But okay. I got to read that. I'm going to read The Hobbit. I will definitely do that. The people I've talked about the recruiting on track team, they all came into WSU with COVID. You were one of the last people to have, I guess it's starting to come back now, but what was your... What were your visits like in track? What does a typical recruiting visit look like? When I came up on my visit here at WSU, I brought my whole family, but that's because there's a football game and my dad graduated from Wazoo, so he wanted to come up. That's not normally the case. Like for my other visits, I just, I went by myself. First day, you'll come up. Usually like during the fall at a football game, so like there's kind of a fun activity. You can kind of see what the, what the ambiance of the school, with the the support, the team love, you know, all that stuff. And so like on the first day, you'll go through and, talk to coach, she'll like tour you around facilities, she'll go watch practice, which is pretty cool as like a high school kid watching all these college athletes, kind of get like a little starstruck. Then you'll go see the other facilities like academics, the weight room, talk to advisors, you'll tell them what like major you're interested in and whatnot. And they'll like sit down and build a study plan and they'll basically show you what your first year will look like. And then go to the football game, you'll hang out with teammates. They'll like, from their own coaches, like, all right, go make friends. So you can kind of get an understanding of what the team is like. And in some cases, you actually either stay the night in a hotel. Although a couple of times, I actually stayed the night in a dorm with my host just to kind of see what freshman year is like, what dorm facilities are like. And then 
the next day you'll have like another meeting with coach where then it's like more like a one-on-one talk about your future at the program, what they want from you. We'll talk about film, how coach would coach you, what practice is like, any other questions you have. So first day is kind of like a lot like a fun of you starstruck and like checking out facilities. And then second day is usually the day you'll leave. You only stay there for about one day. And then like before you leave, coach will you'll have like some like deep heart to heart kind of scary talks with this college coach and his high school just like sitting there. And he's like, do you got any questions? And you're like, no, <laughs> just happy to be here. <laughs> and so that's, that was kind of what that was like with when I came here, I was super starstruck because Brad Walker, the Brad Walker was was the coach here. And if you don't know who he is, go look up videos of him jumping. But former American record holder, world champion, Olympian, dude was a, is a stud. Like he can still jump. And he was like, he's my top three heroes of all time, my football heroes of all time. And so it was a, it was a real honor to kind of get coached by him and, and get to meet him. Ah, uh, that's pretty cool. Okay, I do a speed round. So they're just quick rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ready. These are the hard hitting questions. This is top tier journalism right now. All right, can't wait. Cougar Gold or Ferdinand's ice cream? Cougar Gold. Okay. What what flavor? I like the original. I grew up on the original. My dad, whenever he my dad comes up here to give guest lectures, and whenever he'd come back, he always buy three cans, and we'd have like a Cougar Gold night and like Cougar Gold mac and cheese. So Cougar Gold is original. It's just it's hard to beat. What does your dad give guest lectures on? My dad graduated Washington State with his master's in food science, and so he'll come back up and he'll talk to graduating food science kids about going out working in the industry how to get jobs how to present yourself you know how to represent washington state and what the real world is real world is like and then he also he has come up and given talks about specific specific food science like hard-hitting stuff which is pretty cool pretty cool favorite class you've taken so far at washington state it's either the biophysiological effects of drugs and alcohol which is i think site 262 something like that or it was the biological basis of behavior which was psych 372 Either of those two classes were probably both one of my more difficult classes I've taken. It's like super cool, super interesting. Favorite restaurant in Pullman and most underrated restaurant? I'm a sucker for sushi. And so I, I think if you want sushi, my favorite place to go in Pullman for sushi is Tokyo Soul. Tokyo Soul has some really good sushi. That's probably like my favorite place to go. And then an underrated restaurant, I think, is Ficoon's because I think they have the best pad thai in Pullman. Where is that? I've never heard of it. Okay, so you know where Dairy Queen is? Yeah. You know how there's like a mattress store like on the other side of the road over there? Yes. Big mattress store. Well, there's this building that's like to the right of it and it says like five coons up top. And that's that's where, and I, I, I have like six teammates that like we're all like, they have the best pad thai in Pullman. Best pad thai in Pullman. So I think that's a, and, but people don't know about it. So I think that's no. why it's the most underrated restaurant. But I, I haven't, else i only go there for pad thai so take that as you will okay yeah there was a when i there was a surprising amount of asian restaurants in pullman like i did not yeah. expect there to be that many like there are a lot yeah shocking there's like i think there's i think there's more than like four i think it's four plus well i think there's five plus actually like oh there's crazy. definitely there's definitely because i learned there's a vietnamese place by the land i had no idea too i had no idea about that either yeah. there's there's shocking about all right, so your, your proudest non-athletic moment here. Finished a year, I think it was either my sophomore year or maybe my junior year with a 4.0 on the semester. I no longer have that, that beautiful 4.0. Finished a year with a 4.0. I think that was pretty, I was really proud of that. You're not doing too shabby. I mean, you seem to be doing pretty well. So. 
not anymore. These these classes are starting to kick my ass. <laughs> I don't know if I, can, if I can't say that, but these classes are starting to really get to me. <laughs> you're good. You're good. What is the best piece of gear you've received as a student athlete? Oh, my letter jacket. My Letterman jacket. Absolutely. That's my favorite piece of gear, my coolest piece of gear I've gotten as a, as a the Washington State Cougar. You, you guys get it after PAX, right? Uh, so you get it. You qualify to get your Letterman if you score at PAX. Or so if you, you know, score points in a meet at the conference championship, you qualify to get your, your Letterman jacket. And I think that is because that's like you walk around not a lot. You, that's not just like a casual piece of gear you get. You know, you have to like show that you earned it. And I think that's that's really, really cool. All right. So the last question is your most controversial food opinion. Now, I don't think saying pineapple on pizza, pineapple on pizza is controversial because I think actually a lot of people like it. That's a, that's a lame take. I hate deep dish pizza. I think that's a controversial opinion. I don't like it at all. I find it disgusting. I will never eat it. What is yours? That's actually funny because our head coach and I, uh, we were talking on Saturday night and like it was our head coach and like four other of my teammates were all sitting at the table working on a puzzle. And he's like, what's, he asked us that question, what's your guys' most controversial opinion of uh, food? What I told him then is a mixture because I've kind of grown past one of them, but I used to hate mashed potatoes. And I can't, I'm from, I'm from Idaho. The yeah, land blasphemy. And I hate, I hate it. I hate mashed potatoes, but now I like them. But probably currently is I, I don't like Thanksgiving food. I don't like the turkey. I don't like the stuffing. I almost, besides like the cranberry sauce and rolls, I don't like Thanksgiving food. Wow. This is stunning to me. That's, that is a, that's a really controversial opinion. Cause I mean, Thanksgiving leftovers, everyone loves us. Wow. Yeah, it's a thing. It's it. I see it's on Twitter. It Twitter blows up like I can't wait for Thanksgiving for the leftovers. You know, you go home, you get a big old bag, you go back to school, or in my case, my parents come up, they cook food at the house. But I, I've never liked it. I, I like turkey. I do. I do like turkey on its own. But I don't. Something about like Thanksgiving and it all together. It just. I don't like gravy. I don't like the stuffing. It just. I don't like it. Wow, that is. I was not expecting that. That is shocking. This is breaking news right here. Oh, my. Wow. Hard-hitting journalism. Yeah, geez. I don't know if I can post this. This might be too controversial. <laughs> might make a lot of people angry. Huh? Yeah. You, you might be getting some DMs on Instagram right there after this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all my questions, man. This is phenomenal. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Listeners, I know I don't normally add in a highlight reel, but I thought for this podcast it would work because there were clips in the podcast that were really interesting. I learned a lot about my father and technology based on these clips, but they didn't really fit my narrative I was writing. With this podcast, I wanted to add them in at the end that just add a little more color and enthusiasm to the podcast. Enjoy.